Hey everyone, this is Kira from KiraWilliamsFitness.com and today we are going to be talking about mast cell activation syndrome and histamine tolerance and um, overall health and wellness with Jen from Jinx Wellness. So welcome and thank you so much for being on. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you for having me. Um, God, what would you like to know? There's, there's a lot. I experienced MCAS and histamine intolerance myself for many, many years before figuring it out. And so I think you found me on Instagram a while after I started sharing about it. And, um, I guess I've turned into a bit of a business to help fill the gap. Excellent. So tell us about your journey and what led you to realize that you struggle with this. Uh, it was a very, very, very long, um, journey. But I accidentally came across MCAS one day on the internet. I had been dealing with chronic migraine, what we call IBS, which to me is a little bit of like a, a silly term. Um, God, I was dealing with skin issues and brain fog. I couldn't remember what I was saying. I would you know, lose my train of thought. I couldn't sleep. It was like everything under the sun. I couldn't keep food down. I was dizzy. I nearly passed out. I, was, I couldn't walk the stairs. Like it was just brutal. Um, and it kind of came to a head at a certain point. And, uh, I nearly checked myself into a center thinking that I was like going insane. Um, none of my doctors were helping, uh, or they weren't giving me, you know, any clear like action steps. It was just try this medication, go to this person. So there was a ton of specialists and, and professionals in there that just really weren't helping. And so I got to a point where I was like, I'm going to have to do this myself. And I accidentally came across MCAS or mast cell activation syndrome on Facebook, and I was like, oh my God, this is it. And then I found a doctor who knew about it near me and the rest is history. I just started healing from there. And so tell us a little bit about what you do as a coach in this space to help others as well. So what I learned after I came across MCAS was that even some of the doctors who specialize in this really don't have all of the information to give you on like the day-to-day, like you need someone who can kind of walk you through all the processes. One, the diet is helpful for many, but it's really tricky because it's so demanding and what you have to eliminate. And so just diving into something like that is overwhelming. And then figuring out all the little day-to-day things like how you're sleeping, what your sleep environment is like, you know, toxins in the home, or are you getting enough sunshine? So there's a lot of little like foundational health things that you don't realize are so important and so helpful until you implement them into your life. And so that's kind of what I've come to realize is like, that is the stuff that really helps people get from point A to point B, especially with there being such a big gap between doctor's appointments and specialists. Like it's that little at home stuff that really adds up, makes a difference. And so that's kind of what I'm doing is coaching people through you know, advocating better for themselves, figuring out how to make their diet and their schedules and their, you know, sleep cycle and all of the little things, how to make those work for them. That's kind of my bread and butter these days. And I'm sure a lot of just simply helping people feel seen and feel heard Mm -hmm. too. Yeah, it's huge. Um, My last client, when we first began, she was having a hard time, you know, figuring out how to have her needs met within you know, her doctor's office and the medical system. And so that's, you know, was one of the big things for her. And so now she's like, I told my doctor, I want this and I'm getting the appointment. And so a lot of it is just saying, Hey, this is my need doc. Like, can you help me with this? Can you not? And so helping people with that is incredible. It's really gratifying. 
Yeah, because, you know, I'm sure that there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of people out there who struggle with this kind of stuff. And yeah. you know, there are doctors like you found a doctor that specializes in it. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of hoops that we have to jump through here in the States yeah. for our health insurance. I don't know if it's like that in Canada as well. There are um, hoops. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, just like finding that doctor who will actually listen and, yeah. you know, and then also like within the family too, you know, like. I'm very fortunate, you know, if I have something going on, like I tell my, I can can talk to my husband about it, but not everybody has that kind of support system within their home. Their husband might be like, Mm -hmm. I think you're crazy. And so, yeah, having someone who's got their back and will listen, I'm sure is so incredibly helpful. Yeah. It's, it's, I think that's a a good point is like a lot of people just need someone else who understands, Mm -hmm. even if I, you know, don't have any information to share, just having someone there who's like, yeah, I've been through that. I get it is really handy. And like, just getting you to that next step because you're like, oh my God, I'm not alone. I felt really alone when I, you know, the first few years I was dealing with this, no one had it. No one understood, you know, even though I had a doctor who was helping me, he didn't fully understand what I was dealing with either. Right. Like it's, it's so individual. And so finding those friends online or finding like a coach or someone that you can bounce things off of is huge. Yes. And so before we get into the meat and potatoes of this, y'all, um, check out Jen on Instagram. It's Jinx Wellness, J-I-N-X Wellness on Insta. And um, yeah, is there anything in particular that you would want to point anybody to, Jen, on your Instagram just to like kind of help them get to know you a little bit better? You know what? I think it's all a little bit of like a mishmash of my own personal experience and the things that I've learned. Um, I think just, you know, explore a little bit. And if you have any questions, like shoot me a message. I think that there's something to be said for like a, a an actual conversation being had. Um, and so, you know, if that's something that you're looking for, then DM me. Awesome. Yeah. She's got... I'm going through your Instagram right now and you have a lot of info on here. So she's like... You're like a little encyclopedia about this stuff. <laughs> um, well, I had to, to learn a lot and I had to teach myself a lot to figure out how to heal myself. And so I just kind of shared it as I went. Such a great resource, y'all. Um, so let's get into this. Um, we're going to really focus on histamine intolerance and mast cell activation syndrome. Um, so... Well, let's go ahead. Let's start with histamines. What are histamines? How do they work? What the heck is this? So histamine is very like multi-purpose. It's very multifaceted, you know. Um histamine is kind of like like a first responder. Okay. So your immune system is broken up in a, into a couple of different ways. And so there's like the immediate response. And then there's the like learned response that happens a little bit later. And so histamine is like your first responder, like when the accident happens, histamine's there to like take care of it. It's kind of like the bouncer at the bar. If there is someone in the bar who, you know, maybe shouldn't be there needs to go, the, the, the bouncer is going to get rid of them. And that's kind of what histamine does. So if there is like a potential allergen, something that you may be sensitive to, histamine's like on alert, you know, high alert shows up we got to get rid of you. And that can show up in so many different ways, like sneezing, you know, itching, it can be vomiting. So it's basically, we got to get this out of the body. You're getting kicked out of the club. Um, but also histamine is a good thing. So even though there's a lot of talk about allergies and how histamine's bad and it makes us feel awful, it also does, you know, have some, 
some, um, like it's essential to us at the same time, right? It can help with our breathing and some of our like um, autonomic functions. So even some of the things that we don't recognize. Um, and so it's something that we want to have kind of in check. We don't want to get rid of entirely. Mm-hmm. And that, well, we're going to talk about antihistamines too, I'm sure at some point um, and talk about those and how those affect us. But um, in the meantime, what about mast cells? What, what are mast cells? What do they do? Okay. So mast cells and histamine are like a team. There's plenty of other things as well. And so histamine is like, it's a chemical messenger and they are like 200 plus chemical messengers. Okay. They all become released from the mast cells, which is called degranulation. So when something happens in the body, uh, the mast cells go, uh Oh, and they're on, you know, alert, just like the histamine, the histamine is released along with some of the other, um, mediators, depending on what's happening and how you react. And so the mast cells are actually part of the immune system. And so they are like the gatekeeper for histamine. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, and I'm, you guys listening, I'm learning a lot about this as well. So mm-hmm. I'm probably going to have, you know, a lot of the same questions that you guys have as we're, as we go through this. So, um, all right. The time of this recording is actually in April. So it's like the height of allergy season for a lot mm-hmm. of North America. Um, you know, things like pollen and ragweed and all different kinds of stuff. Um, can you walk us through the process that the body undergoes when it encounters an allergen like pollen? Yeah. So for pollen, you have to be, you know, kind of sensitive to something initially Mm. to react like that. Now with MCAS over time, you become more sensitive and so you become more reactive to potentially smaller amounts, but the body is basically recognizing it as a foreign invader. So um, now, now you want to be wary of the differences in reactions too. Like there's allergic reactions and there's like a mast cell reaction Okay, and they're a little bit different. So um, an allergic reaction is IgE. So it's very rapid. Okay. Uh, whereas a mast cell can also be rapid, but it's just working with different, um, antibodies. And so it shows up a little bit differently, but your symptoms can be, um, like practically identical, if not identical. Um, so it really comes down to a lot of the time, like gut health, if something is, you know, getting into the gut and creeping through into the blood and your body's going, Oh my God, I don't like this. You're going to react. And so a lot of the time with, it can be with certain foods and, and leaky gut, it will react the same way as pollen. And so there's kind of like this this cyclical issue. Um, and so ultimately it's going to come down to kind of calming the mast cell response is going to be come down to like healing the gut, um, and figuring out, is this an allergy? Is this, you know, a mast cell response and then kind of making a plan according to that. Now is mast is MCAS, is that autoimmune? It's not, um, I, so it's not autoimmune, but it will have a lot of overlapping symptoms. Um, I would say it's just an imbalance of like how the immune system functions. So I call it an immune disorder. Um, That's an easy way, I guess, to say it to people as well. Um, And I just explain it as um, I'm just hypersensitive to many, many things. And if someone doesn't get that, um, you can say it's kind of like having an allergy um, and a lot of the symptoms show up the same way. But yeah, some people are never going to get it as well. (laughs) But um, yeah, it's just... um, yeah, it's just a little bit different. It's like same, same, but different, I guess you could say. So then, um, just, just for me trying to understand this to the best of my ability, yeah. if, all right. So what you were saying about like 
if it's a food sensitivity, that would be mast cell rather than histamine. So it can so histamine is like what causes a symptom. Okay. Uh, okay. 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 So histamine is like, so if you eat something and um, you don't react to it, then your body hasn't released, you know, enough histamine to the point where it's a problem. Got it. Or in, in one version of that, I guess. Um, but if you've eaten something and your mast cells are like, Ooh, not a fan, it's going to release a greater amount of histamine. And so you're like, Ooh, I feel really bloated right now. Or, Ooh, maybe that food's not sitting well. Maybe it's going to come back up. Maybe you're getting scratchy throat, you know, itchy eyes, runny nose, stuff like that. And so part of it is your body's response. And part of it is also like the histamine content of the food. So Mm -hmm. if you are someone who's sensitive to the histamine content in in food, then that's something that you might want to be wary of. Which that is something that I personally have experienced when I Mm -hmm. eat, you know, too much um, in a certain period of time of the, those high histamine foods, which we'll talk about. Um, I definitely have some experiences, you know, that include more of like the, the stuffy nose and stuff like that. Um, but then, you know, I have a girlfriend who a really close girlfriend who like, she stopped eating gluten for a really long time. And then she went back and ate gluten again. And anytime she would eat it, she would get like that scratchy throat a little bit. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So that's, it's all, it's, is that more on the mast cell side or the histamine side? I (laughs) definitely So I would say that there, are you, are you saying histamine intolerance? Um, no, is this going to be, is that more a reaction from the, from mast cell or histamine? So I would say they're the same thing. Okay. Okay. So you, but you can also like with the gluten say, if you cut a food out for a really long time and reintroduce it because you haven't been exposed, you can be sensitive to it for, you know, whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And so but if you're sensitive to, to histamine, then it, it could be, you know, that for you. And so it's really super individual, right? Like you could be fine with gluten and have histamine issues, or you could have histamine issues and removing the gluten makes a big, you know, improvement for you, which is like what happened for me. And so it really comes down to the person. So when you're working with a client, how do you determine those specificities towards each person? That's a good question. Um, Well, it comes down to a lot of different things. And for me, a lot of it is lifestyle-based. You're going to know how you feel when you do something, right? Mm. And so if someone's unsure if they're dealing with histamine issues at all, they can do like a week-long low histamine diet. If they, you know, feel a lot better, if they feel improvement, there's a good chance that that's a, you know, a problem for them. But um, you, if they don't feel any difference, then okay, maybe that's not the path to go down. Um, but then I think this stuff is kind of on a spectrum where there's histamine intolerance and there's MCAS. And I would say like histamine intolerance is the little brother and MCAS is like the hormonal over, you know, older sister. So for some people, they're going to be really sensitive to everything. And some people are just going to be sensitive maybe at certain times of the year or with really high histamine foods. And that's what I would say is the difference between like MCAS and histamine intolerance. And so then it comes down to 
how you individually work with certain things. So, you know, is there something in your environment? Is there something that you're eating? And so I, a lot of the time we'll do like journals, we'll talk face to face, we'll go through questionnaires and we'll figure out, you know, we'll figure out like, what are the, maybe some of the triggers. And at a certain point of experiencing health problems, you do figure out what your triggers are and you know, when something happens. Um, And usually with histamine, it's within like a 48 hour window. And so even if you've had something that day and it's not bothering you the next day or the day after you might notice that. And so it really oftentimes comes down to, okay, let's target the diet a little bit and then test one thing at a time to see how you're feeling. That's kind of like the at home version. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly how I figured it out because I woke up after drinking wine and I'm like, oh, (laughs) I am so stopped up and it happens the most. I try and like, I try and do really good. I'm like, okay, I'm going to drink natural wine. You know, it doesn't have have chemicals. It wasn't sprayed with pesticides. This is great. No, no. Mm -hmm. Natural wine wine is worse than (laughs) than regular wine. Um, I bet that hangover was tough. (laughs) You know what though? If you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. Got to just got to power through it. You know, you're going to do it, do it well. (laughs) (laughs) So well, kind of going back into your story a little bit, like what kind of things were you experiencing? I mean, I saw some of your Instagram posts and it looks like you were really struggling. <laughs> yeah, I was, oh my God, I was unbelievably miserable, which is honestly why I started my Instagram in the first place. I just needed somewhere to like put down like pen to paper style, like what I was going through because no one understood it. I was completely miserable it's, it's multi-system. So for me, it was just about everything aside from fainting and full anaphylaxis. I lived in pseudo anaphylaxis. So it's like a partial anaphylaxis for about two years. I was in like cyclical vomiting. I could basically not keep food down for a year and a half. Um, and you know, that's on top of like literally not being able to finish a sentence, like no memory, my personality changed. I was constantly swollen, I was uncomfortable. I was itchy. I mean, it was awful. I was just not the same person. Uh, and it's like, there's, I don't even remember all of the symptoms because there's so many, I like, I would have to write it down and I still would probably not get them all. Essentially. It was just about everything you could imagine. Mm-hmm. I saw you posted about having to change your clothes at the, at a wedding. Yeah. And wash my hair. Oh yeah. That too. Because yeah of others wearing fragrances. Mm-hmm. So chemical sensitivity is pretty common with histamine issues, especially MCAS. Um, and that can also be like a, a methylation issue if you're looking at the genes, but um, yeah. And it usually is a sign of like an overburdened liver, the body, just not clearing things properly. Um, you know, low glutathione, stuff like that. Um, but essentially, yeah, if I would get a scent on or near me, I was just immediately reacting like my, I'll get heart palpitations, my breathing increases. I can't think straight. And so, you know, if that gets to a certain point, I don't know if you've ever heard of the MCAS coma. No. Um, Yeah. So that's a really interesting phenomenon where essentially your body gets to the point where it shuts down because it just can't tolerate what it's experiencing. And so you basically just pass out. You got to sleep like wherever you are, you got to sleep probably for a few hours until your body can function again. And so I was at, in that state where, I would maybe come home from work or come home from an event and I would be like, oh God, like, okay, I'm done for a few hours. I got to cancel everything. And so I learned that instead of, you know, just sticking with all this sent to me, I had to get it off me so I could avoid that. 
And so that was like my first step in, in figuring out like, you know, how to make things kind of work for me and also get out of the house occasionally. <laughs> so at that wedding, I, it was split up into two. And so in between, I actually washed my hair and like my clothes a little bit too, just to get some of the scent off so I could finish the the event. Wow. My goodness. Bless your heart. <laughs> it's intense. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. But then that brings up the next question. What were you, what were you able to wash your hair with? Oh God. Um, well, so <laughs> trick of the trade, I guess sometimes you can just do it with water, mm-hmm. um, or sometimes hand soap. So I actually travel around with like little mini soaps of my own now and like little mini, um, like missler waters if I get into a, a situation where I need it. And so I will just pull it out and like use it on my hair, or like whatever. <laughs> I mean, you know, that it sounds like a lot, but I mean, obviously mm-hmm. it's so well worth it. Yeah. I mean, even I will travel with my own, I mean, who doesn't travel with their own shampoo, but I've gotten to a point where I travel with my own soap now and my husband actually uses it too, because he's, he noticed he was in Vegas for work. And I mean, it's Vegas, you're not treating your body great. And it's also incredibly (laughs) dry, but he came home with like, not a, I mean, essentially a rash. And I'm like, you gotta, cause he uses what I use, which is like zero fragrance. Yeah. Um, the, I I can't think of what it is, but it's like the coconut. It's basically coconut based, like, um, all completely natural stuff, uh, Castile soap. And he's used to using that for me now. So now then he goes off and he travels to Las Vegas and he's using God knows what. Mm -hmm. And he's like, comes home with this rash. I'm like, you gotta, you got to use what I'm using. So, I mean, I'll be yeah, extra too. And it's- sometimes too, it's like, that's the difference between feeling good and not feeling good. Like when you consider it like that, even if you're going somewhere that's not far away, it's kind of worth it to take like a little bit of a bigger bag and, mm-hmm. and make sure that your needs are met. A hundred percent. And that's also the great thing about having a coach because people like us will sit there and tell you like, no girl, do you, you know, they might yeah. feel bad about being extra, <laughs> but we're like, nope, do it. <laughs> I feel, I think a lot of the, my clients, especially I've have had to learn that. And I've basically said that to them about food and like taking their food to their places and expressing their needs more. It's like this either is going to make you feel good or not going to make you feel good. Right. And so expressing that is key. And me just saying, you know what, do what you need to do to feel your best. Who's going to want otherwise for you. Right. And when you think about it like that, it's like, you know, light bulb goes on. It's a no brainer. A hundred percent. So going back to histamine, um, you said that there are foods that are high in histamine. Um, What's what are some of those foods that are high in histamine? I know that's a, it's a super simple Google search for, for y'all listening. Um, but like, what are some of the foods that are high in histamine? And then what's the difference between like a high histamine food and having an intolerance to histamine or, or what's the overlap there? Mm-hmm. So, um, well, so histamine intolerance can be caused by a number of different things and that's important to recognize. Um, so with, with histamine levels in food, a lot of the time it's the age of the food. And so if you're considering something that's fermented, whether it's like miso or sauerkraut or alcohol, alcohol is really high up there. Um, or maybe it's something like tomatoes or eggplants, spinach. Uh, some of those foods are just naturally a bit higher. You also want to consider the things like deli meats, like lunch meat, a lot of the time is fermented. Another aspect of that is mold. Um, 
So for some people who've had, you know, mold illness or are more sensitive to mold, some of the foods that are aged are aged with mold like cheese. And so there's different, you know, nuances to this as well. Some people are going to be more tolerant of higher histamine foods than others. Uh, and some people can't tolerate histamine like within the body. And so depending on your genes, you may break it down a little bit differently in different areas of the body, and it may show up differently for you in terms of symptoms. So there's overlap and there's differences too. And so that's why people are so individual. It really comes down to figuring out like what works for, you know, each person. So just kind of like working through journaling, figuring Mm -hmm. that stuff out is really like a great way to figure out like what your level of tolerance is. Yeah. Absolutely. There are, you know, there are tests that you can do Mm -hmm. for certain things, but you know, tests only measure one moment in time. Tests aren't fluid like the rest of your experiences. And so in, in my opinion, if you're really trying to figure it out, you know, diet is an obvious step. Uh, and for some people, it's a matter of, you know, just cleaning the diet up a little bit and they're okay. For some people, they have to get really strict with it. Like I did, I was at like maybe 15 foods, like super, super strict. And then you start to figure out what the nuance nuances are there. And for me, there was like an oxalate salicylate issue as well. For someone else, maybe it's, you know, maybe they can't handle the sulfur or thiols. And so there's a lot of little, you know, other external factors that maybe are a part of that too. Well, we're going to, I want to go ahead and ask this. So you work with DNA testing. Yeah. Um, how does that fit into this and how does that help you, you know, give your clients guidance? Yeah. So it's, it's really, really cool. Like you can just sit there and geek out on it for forever. (laughs) Um, the way it works is basically it's DNA testing, genetic testing, um, it gives you the the blueprint to your body to basically tell you how you're set up to function. Um, now the way you're set up to function and the way you may be functioning can be different depending on environment, stress, diet, all of the other factors that are basically going on in your life. It can skew you how your genes are functioning a little bit. Um, and so symptoms will show up differently depending on that. So uh, the genes can tell us all of this info and help us heal because it basically codes for proteins. And so for someone like like me, I have maybe a regular amount of DAO um, according to my genes. And so what that means is I can break down a decent amount of histamine within my gut. However, my HNMT um, you know, genes are not as, as great. And so I get a lot of neck um, heat and a lot of headaches from that because HNMT is more so in like the brain and the body. And so I may experience less gut symptoms, but I may experience more like fatigue and itchy skin and headaches and things like that in the rest of the body. And so it can tell us, okay, if you're experiencing those things, this is where we need to target. And this is how we need to, you know, make some changes within your, your lifestyle or your diet, according to what you're experiencing. Does that make sense? Yes. That's so, so, so fascinating. Yeah. And it it can apply to everyone and anyone, right? Like you do this test one time Mm -hmm. and you've got this info for life. Your genes, you know, the genes are set up one way, so they're not changing, but how they're functioning um, is something that we can use to figure out what we need to, you know, do for whatever the experiences that you're having. So later on in life, you can revisit and it may be different and we can, you know, go over the same info and create a different plan according to you. Right. Just based on how they are expressing themselves essentially. Exactly. Yeah. I see. And so you, I mean, I assume you probably work with a lot of, you know, 
people who experience this with MCAS and, and histamine intolerance, but can you, can you work with people who outside of, with the issues outside of those? A hundred percent. It applies to everyone. See, there's like a general knowledge that we as practitioners have, right? Like, you know, there are ways to improve the diet, whether it's through like improving the, the oils you're eating, or maybe it's a cleaner version of meat, or maybe it's limiting gluten, you know, maybe there are elevated things that we can do, you know, do we need to go organic? Do we need to include more protein? And so there's like all that general info that you can use to help someone. Um, and then, you know, my niche is the, the MCAS and histamine intolerance because I've lived it and I, you know, continue to heal it. And so it just makes sense for me to help those people, but there's always going to be, I think the the outlier that's like, I don't have these issues, but you know, I still need some help. Like, absolutely. You're welcome. <laughs> absolutely. So, well, let's get a, a little bit more into, we've talked a lot about histamine, but let's talk um, a little bit more about the mast cell. Um, what are some dietary mm -hmm. and or lifestyle practices that someone who is struggling with this can take. Maybe there's some of the ones that we've already talked about with you, you know, like hopefully not having to wash our hair, you know, yeah. multiple times throughout the day, but like, what are some other typical um, dietary as well as lifestyle changes someone can make to support themselves with this? Yeah. So one of the ways that you can um, help yourself is by looking at the genes, um, obviously, but you can also figure out like maybe some of the, the micronutrients that you're lacking, uh, that you need in your, in your life. So maybe it's some selenium and vitamin C, those are going to help with, um, like glutathione production and glutathione is our master antioxidant. It helps us move things out the body, you know, histamine viruses, bacteria, you know, all the, the stuff that we break down, it's going to help us remove from the body. Okay. It helps support the liver. So if the liver is overloaded and you start to experience chemical sensitivity, it means there's some support needed there. So that's one of the ways we can look at the detox pathways as well. Um, on top of that, you can, you can really determine a lot by looking at your environment. So looking at things like fragrance um, in the home, looking at things like clutter, you know, leads to stress. Stress is a big one. Um, we can look at how you're sleeping. So there's a lot of lifestyle factors here. And in all honesty, for most people, the first thing that I would do is consider some limbic retraining and some vagus nerve work. Um, and so that looks like, you know, the vagus nerve is a really simple one to to target, you can hum, you can sing, you can gargle. Um, and so that's going to help with the autonomic, um, nervous system. And so just keeping things more balanced. So it's like your stressed state or your resting state, you want to be in the resting state. So by doing some daily humming, we can get you into more resting, then the body can calm down and start to actually heal. Um, and the limbic retraining is a great pairing with that because it helps your body essentially retrain the way it responds to things. And so it can bring down sensitivity a lot. So you can look at programs like Gupta, vital side, DNRS, there's a ton of them. Um, but those are usually a great, great start, especially if you have the MCAS and you're hyper, hypersensitive to just about everything. Um, that would be my start. I think for me, the initial start was like some humming and gargling and breath work. And honestly, either daily practices for me now. Wow. That's, I mean, it sounds very simple, but obviously these things have a huge impact. Yeah. They're cumulative. Yes. And this is actually something I was just kind of going over today. So I, I work with, um, I work with a lot of women who have thyroid disease, uh, mm -hmm. particularly hypothyroid, um, autoimmune based. And, um, you know, it's like stress, 
stress, stress, and just trying to figure out ways to get ourselves out of that chronically stressed state. And, you know, it's just like what you said, breath work, Mm -hmm. um, journaling, you know, meditation, just the simple, like, get your, get yourself out of that parasympathetic fight or flight state, get yourself into that, into that chill state and to rest and digest and guess what's going to happen next. Like your gut is going to heal itself. And it's just all of those things, like they're simple, but they make such a huge impact. And I don't know, sometimes it can be really hard though, I guess. Cause yeah, well, it's putting it into practice is a big, big thing. But we also get so addicted to stress too, I think. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. We're definitely in a society that's been trained to like, (laughs) search for the dopamine and, you know, constantly hustle. And so it's definitely, you have to kind of accept and be open to changing your lifestyle entirely and, and not living like everyone else. Like you really have to do your own thing. <laughs> yep. And which is something it sounds like you're definitely practicing. <laughs> yeah. Um. So when someone comes to you to work with you, um, kind of like walk me through that and like tell us, me and our our listeners, you know, what that looks like when someone reaches out to you. Yeah. So there's a number of of different ways that I will work with someone. And I think ideally it would be in in kind of all of them Um, because you want to make sure that you're covering all of your bases. Right. Um, And what I've learned in the process with myself, as well as working with other people is that there are certain kind of like more clinical and uh, like, I guess just clinical things that you could do testing and, and focusing on protocols and stuff like that. But there's also the other aspect where um, people just need support. They need to be able to vent. They need to be able to, you know, problem solve and then implement things. And so a lot of it is just mindset. And for some people, it takes six months to just work on the mindset. Um, and for others, they're like, okay, I know that I need to do something and I don't know what I need to do. And so I need help implementing it. And so ideally for me, when someone comes, I first I figure out where they're at, you know, what are you looking to to focus on? How much time and effort and, you know, finances are you looking to put into something? Because you have to be, you know, prepared to invest in yourself as well. Um, and so we kind of figure out where someone's at. So for one person, maybe it's like a low histamine meal plan, you know, start there and maybe that's all they're willing to, you know, invest in, or maybe that's all they want. For someone else, it's, I need the answers to how my body functions. I'm having a terrible time and I need some support. And so maybe we're going to do six months of coaching as well as the epigenetics, the testing and and all of that stuff. And so we're creating a protocol for them specific to their genes. Maybe there's some meal planning involved. And then there's some coaching as well to help them actually implement everything because this can be really overwhelming, whether you're making small changes or whether you're doing all of those small changes and the epigenetics um, stuff on top of it. And so ideally for me, it's working with someone for, you know, six to 12 months, probably as a minimum when you're, you know, that far gone when in terms of your health. So it really comes down to each person, but ideally everyone, everyone would be able to have their genes um, tested to see how they work. I mean, it sounds super fascinating. And honestly, like yeah. I'm you're going like, I mean, I, I'm very fortunate. I don't necessarily feel like I have any like significant issues that I need to know about, but I'm like, this sounds really fascinating. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm curious. Yeah. And like for people like you who are in a position where 
you know, you're, you, you've learned enough to say, okay, I can recognize when something's maybe not going well, and I can probably get myself out of it. For someone in that position, the jeans are handy because it's, it's a good way to just kind of manage yourself, maybe slow down aging, you know, maybe just knowing the best way to treat your body. And, and for other people, it's like there, you know, there's a level of desperation there and you're in that position where it's like, I have no idea what to do and this will give you the clues. So it, it really is, it, you know, it treats everyone, which is great. Mm-hmm. And you definitely hit the nail on the head. Look, the slowing down of the aging thing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So that's like a methylation thing. It's methylation is like, we also call aging. And so that's something that we look at with them. Um, the genes and it also plays a really big role um, in histamine intolerance and MCAS. And so as you're not feeling well, you start to a- look a little bit older, you start to age a little bit faster. So by dialing it back and treating the methylation appropriately, we can also target aging. So it kind of all comes full circle. So, so fascinating. Oh my <laughs> God. This is so interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, how long, I feel like this is like, this hasn't really been around that long, has it? You know what? Um, it has, but in different ways. So when you think of other companies that maybe test the DNA, right? Like you've got your ancestry and your 23andMe, they've been doing this for years and years and years, but the way it, sh- it shows up is different. So the way I'm doing it is much more personalized. So I'm getting, you know, a history on someone, what's their health like, what's their parents' health like, you know, what's the whole background? How are they living? What are they experiencing now? And so not only are we getting your genetic info and we're putting it into specific groupings to figure out how you're set up to function, um, which is important. And that's a, a big distinction as many places will just show you, you know, individual genes, genes don't work alone. And so we have to make sure they're in these groupings. So it it shows up differently. Okay. So that's one thing. And then we're also taking all of the info about your life and what you're experiencing. And we're considering that as well. And then I put that info together and I create a program based on you, your wants and your needs and your goals. And all of that info that we've gleaned, we put that all together to help create a program that's specific to that person. And so the approach is going to be much different and the outcome is going to be a lot more different as well, because the support is there and the, the personalization is there. Yes. And then that part is new. Sorry to cut you off. That part is new. personalization. (laughs) Yeah. 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 As opposed to like the, the 23 and me and all, and very generic. Yeah. Yeah. So it's also incredibly different from anything that you're going to get by going to like, you go to your doctor and you're like, Hey, you know, I've got Mm -hmm. this, I've got this stuff going on. They're going to be, well, now I guess we'll, I said we were going to talk about antihistamines and we haven't yet, but, (laughs) um, but like, you know, you go to your doctor and you're like, Hey, listen, like I've got this issue and they're like, okay, well maybe, maybe they say don't eat gluten or, you know, say like maybe, you know, get more sleep. That's like, that would be a great doctor, I guess, (laughs) but, um, because they don't seem to care about those things too, too much, but you know, they say, okay, here's, here's some Allegra, like peace out. Yeah. Obviously this is very different from what you're going to get from that kind of experience. Yeah. And like, there's something to be said for medication has its place, right? Um, I kind of had to exit the like Western allopathic model of medicine for, you know, a lot of those reasons, like uh, I was just being given medications, like try this, try that. Well, it eventually it harmed me. And so I'm I'm not a fan of a lot of that approach now because, you know, of the, of that reason. However, some people are, you know, far gone enough that they do need medication just to stabilize them because anaphylaxis is, you know, common with, with histamine issues. And so that's not ever something that we want for someone. Right. So, um, I would say that it has its place, 
for me, medication was just never going to work. One of the things that I realized too late, unfortunately, is that medications do not suit me well and they made me um, more sick. And so I, and by looking at my genes, I am set up to be an overmethylator, which for a lot of us means that we don't respond well to medication. That's not info that I had until, you know, it hurt me. And so for me, I knew that testing medication out to balance myself out just wasn't going to work. And so it was a matter of, okay, what are the antihistamines that I can use that aren't, you know, going to cause me the, the same problems. And so one of the ones that you and I had spoken about before is quercetin. Um, is a, is a good one. And it works really well for some people, for me in certain amounts, it's great. And for other people, it's, is it vitamin C? Is it, you know, a natural mass cell stabilizer? Is it maybe some melatonin or, you know, and sunshine even is a help too. And so there's a lot of alternative options there for sure. With, I mean, I'm, I'm all, all for those. Um, mm -hmm. I've got some of my own hangups with, with our, um, you know, organized <laughs> medical medicine yeah. um, and, you know, don't, don't read too much about how the pharmaceutical industry works because otherwise you'll just lose all faith in everything. <laughs> and everything. Yeah. Um, that was another fun thing during COVID was learning about that stuff. And I was like, you I just unlearn. Mm -hmm. I am so jaded now. <laughs> you cannot unlearn it. Once you've seen it, it's there. <laughs> um, but this is, I love that this is just another tool that we can have in our toolbox um, to help ourselves ultimately just live and feel good and be happy. Yeah. And, and truly, you know, in, in some cases actually be able to live, you know, yes. because you, this is very, very harmful and, you know, can cause people to be very, very sick. So I love that this is a tool that, you know, you are practicing and using mm -hmm. to help others um, because people need this. It's very, very interesting, but also incredibly helpful. Yeah. Um. So I guess, you know, we've talked about what it would, what, what it would look like to work with you, but how do people get in touch with you and start, um, their journey with you? Yeah. Um, easy enough. You can find me on Instagram at jinx wellness, or you can send me an email jinxwellness at hotmail.com. Um, you know, shoot me a line and we can set up a, a program or a discovery call and, and see what's best for each person. Excellent. Well, is there anything else that we didn't go over that you feel like we should add to this or you feel like this is pretty thorough? You know what? I think it's always important to just remind someone, um, you know, they're not alone in this. And even if I don't have all the answers or you don't have all the answers, there's going to be someone with the answers. And like, you know, I think both of us would do our part in trying to help each person and we can always refer to someone else or there's someone out there with, you know, the right info and you're not stuck the way you are. Um, I think that's kind of the, the big take home is like, whatever you're feeling right now, there's always an improvement. Mm. Well, on that note, I guess we'll wrap up. Thank you so much, Jen, for being on. Um, this was super informative. And if you guys feel like you have any of this stuff going on, please reach out to Jen, reach out to me. I'll put you in touch and, um, yeah, advocate for yourself yes. and there's an answer. Yeah. So thank you for awesome. having me. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you guys all for listening.